Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Friday, June 10th, 2022, and we'll continue our catechesis through the Gospel according to St. Luke. Today, Jesus stilling the storm. Um, actually, physically, of course, um, but it has something to do with faith, so a spiritual reality as well. All right, which we'll talk about. Think there's anything else? So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. We've got our memory verse there. Let's say it together. Abraham believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 15, verse 6. All right. Our psalm is Psalm 119, the third and fourth parts. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes, that I may behold the wondrous, wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your just decrees at all times. You rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your just decrees before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The reading today is from Hosea chapter 6. Come, and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us, on the third day he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. O Ephraim, what shall I do to you? O Judah, what shall I do to you? For your faithfulness is like the morning cloud, and like the early dew, it goes away. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. And your judgments are like light that goes forth. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Uh, uh, Hosea's got a lot to, to say here. Um, 
The last statement, of course, you recognize, uh, Jesus says, actually, go and learn what this means, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Go and learn what this means. What does it mean? Um, every religion in the world, apart from Christianity, every, and, and actually I would even argue every heterodox or confused um, Christian confession, so um, that would include the Church of Rome, that would include, uh, we would include some of the more Reformed varieties, Baptists, etc. Um, this is always where they go wrong, is that they introduce sacrifice where there should be only mercy. Right? So uh, sometimes you've maybe heard this referred to as the gospel. <laughs> Gospel, law, gospel, gospel, law, I should say. Um, this comes after the preaching of forgiveness of sins, and then it's, then you ought to go and do this, or uh, let us go and do this. Um, let us go and, and be live like Jesus, right? That's that sacrificial religion that Jesus here says is not what he desires. Uh, that isn't to say that he doesn't work uh, sacrificial living for our neighbors, right? But uh, it isn't what earns us any favor before God. It doesn't merit forgiveness of sins. It doesn't even confirm forgiveness of sins. Hmm. Sacrifice. Um, the The Roman Church even calls the Lord's Supper the sacrifice of the Mass. And this, uh, they have in their conception that they offer up to God Christ's body and blood again, up to the Father, um, each time the Mass is celebrated. And so it becomes their act rather than um, God's giving, right? Where you notice the the Lutheran, uh, confession is that it's God esteems, it's God's service to us, right? And uh, those are that's implicit right in the words that Jesus speaks, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, right? Um, so it's his supper, he's the butler, he's the meal, um, and uh, of course, he's uh, the host, all of it. So um, the second statement, Jesus doesn't actually quote when he quotes it, and I think that's important because he wants you, when he says something like that, oh, go and learn what this means, and then he quotes a scripture. Go read the whole context, which is what we've been doing here from Hosea. Go and read what surrounds that, and what does it have to do with? It has to do with um, that sacrifices are, are dependent upon God's word, right? So without God's word, the sacrifices are nothing, just for us, um, Baptism is nothing without God's word. It's just water, plain water, right? But with the word of God, it is a life-giving water. Um, same thing with the supper. It's just bread and wine. It's just a meal that we celebrate together. It's even maybe an icon of communion that we join with one another. But is it Christ's body and blood without him saying so? No, right? Do we know what it's for unless he tells us? No, right? All right, so that's that's a key there. Um, the other thing that happens with uh, gospel, yeah, defresh, I, I usually spell it this way, spell. There we go. Um, the other thing that's going on here before this is one that's not a popular teaching, but it's right here in Hosea, and it's throughout um, Paul and Romans and Galatians in particular and elsewhere. Um, Jesus himself um, is that the, the life of the Christian is one of death and life, death and resurrection, being baptized, buried with him through baptism into death, Paul says, right, in baptism. So, um, it comes right out of the prophets. It's been God's testimony from the beginning. Um, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, he remains alone. But if he dies, he bears much fruit, right? Because he's raised up to life again by God through his good news. Um, there's no greater icon of that than Jesus himself, which uh, Hosea seems to uh, prophetically have some foresight into here in verse 2. After two days, he will revive us, and on the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. So we have that language of third day. We know 
um, this is one of the many places three days are mentioned in the prophets, but uh, this is clearly referring to Christ's death and resurrection. Right? And there it is. In Jesus, we see the way of the cross. It's one of death and resurrection, not one of, um, oh, I don't know, being um, admonished and then correcting oneself, right? Um, doing, you know, learning that you've done wrong and then doing better. Um, that's not the way the Bible describes it. It describes it in much more violent terms. Um, no, you you die to yourself and you are raised to new life in Christ. And it's right there in the prophet. Um, and that's what faith is, right? It says, I have nothing, um, nothing in my hands I bring, um, solely to thy cross I cling, or however the hymn goes. Right? That's could be quoting Hosea. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. All right. And then our reading for catechesis here is from Luke chapter 2, now verse 22. Excuse me, Luke chapter 8, now verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. All right, a little bit briefer account than the one we see in, say, uh, Matthew or Mark. Um, there's no mention of the pillow. <laughs> it's one of my favorite notes in those. All right, um, what does Jesus want to do here? Yeah, to get into the boat uh, and go to the other side of the lake. Remember, the crowds have been pressing in on him. So I think, uh, I don't know if it's noted in the other accounts or... Um, I think it's pretty well implied here that he needs some rest because what happens <laughs> as they go across the lake? He fell asleep, right? Um, this story has some parallels to an Old Testament story. Who's another person who fell asleep in the Old Testament? In a boat. Mm -hmm. And then a storm too. Oh yes, that would be Jonah, Jonah chapter one. Uh, also another character you might think of, somebody in a boat, uh, who was saved by means of the boat, that would be Noah, Genesis 7. So we, we have Jonah and Noah, I think, maybe in the background here. Think of some of the parallels to those stories. What happened on the lake? Mm, a windstorm, right? Came, and uh, the boat was filling with water. They were filling with water, right? And at risk of losing their life. So they came and awoke him, right? And cried out that they were perishing, we're perishing. But what name do they give him? This is interesting here. Master, right? Hmm. Uh, Luke 8, 24. Forget what the Greek is on that. It's unique here to, to um, oh, look at that. All right. It's a translation of Luke 8, 24. And they said to him, epistata, epistata. It's a unique word to Luke. Uh, I don't know a lot about that word. It's one who stands by. Um, in the battle order, it's the one one's rear rank man, or the right hand or left hand man, the front rank man, the one who stands or is mounted upon a chariot in Sophocles and Euripides, one who is set over a commander in Trajus and Sophocles, um, a president, steward of the games, a training master in Xenophon. At Athens, it's the president of the uh, bole, 
the assembly, or no, the people and the ecclesia, the, the assembly. An overseer, superintendent, that's from, uh, who is that? Can't always remember the names of these people. I don't know. Oh, that's also Asicles, Asinikes, excuse me. And, or it's a cauldron. <laughs> well, that doesn't really apply. All right, so in, I think it's this battle order. It's the right-hand man. It's the one who stands mounted in the chariot. It's the commander, right? It's a military term, which is interesting. I forgot about that one. Um, so in a sense, they're already mm, confessing that he has some kind of authority, perhaps, to do something about this, I think. Otherwise, they wouldn't have asked him, right? Um, well, are they? Yeah. Do they ask him? No, they're just, it's declamatory, right? We are perishing. All right. So what does Jesus do? This is this is really interesting. I hadn't really thought of this before, but it's unique to Luke. He stands up in the boat as if it's his chariot, right? Uh, and he rebukes the wind and the water. Hmm. And of course, when he speaks, what happens? The storm ceases and it's calm. Um, what does he ask the disciples, though? Where is your faith, right? And notice faith always has an object. Where their faith was or in what? Or where did it go? Or why is it not? Why do you not trust me, right? Of course, they wonder, who can this be? Good question. For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. All right, now there's an implicit answer in that, isn't there? <laughs> He's the Lord of the heavens and the earth, right? He's the creator himself in the flesh. Jesus follows up on the parable that we heard yesterday about the, um, the three ki- or four types of soil, right? About the preaching and hearing of the word by now revealing the power of the word. As the creator of heaven and earth called all things into being by his word, now the word made flesh commands the winds and water. Jesus is the creator, but his own disciples are confused about who he is. He who has ears, let him hear. As Noah clung to the word and was saved from the raging of nature, so now the disciples are saved. They are saved by grace alone, for their weak faith certainly has not merited this deliverance by the word. Faith never rests on experience, and feelings, but solidly upon the Word made flesh, who reveals himself in the preached Word and the visible Word of the sacraments. Beautiful. Uh, Speaking about being saved by the Word, how can water do such great things? Say it with me. Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this Word of God in the water. For without God's Word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the Word of God, it is a baptism that is a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. We pray. Heavenly Father, you teach us that the Word of God in and with the water does great things, working forgiveness of sins, rescuing us from death and the devil, and giving us the gift of eternal salvation. Without your Word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with your Word, our baptism is life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this precious teaching. Forgive us all doubt. Grant us firm faith to trust your Word in the water that every blessing of baptism may be ours. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, let's sing our hymn. To God the Holy Spirit, let us pray.
God, on this day, you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day, by the same Spirit, a right understanding in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. We also pray for those who celebrate their anniversary today, Doug and Nicole. Pray for the households of our church, Jed and Rebecca, Katrina, Nicholas, Roberta, or Bobby, Ryan and Cassidy, Wendell and Amy. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, Pastor Kretschmar, Merlin, Jim, and Mike. Our homebound Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul, the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Sheboygan Hispanic Ministry. We pray for an, inter- an intercession for the preservation and increase of humility amongst us. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, it's been a joy to be with you here today, and I hope you can join us again tomorrow morning. We'll continue our prayers. Um, tomorrow, of course, we will prepare for Sunday service, I believe. Let me scroll back up here to make sure. Oh, yes. Uh, actually, tomorrow is um, the Feast of St. Barnabas Apostle, so we'll, uh, we'll actually be looking at that. So we'll do something a little different tomorrow. All right. So, uh, Lord's blessings on your day. I hope it uh, is a joy to you. Uh, enjoy. It looks okay outside. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. I see you all checking in on the chat. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.